Good morning. Welcome to Long Live Third Parties Podcast. Free Press, Media Press, Inc., a third party's books publisher, sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case Norman v. Reed, 502 U.S. 279, Supreme Court, 1992. Friends, we're going back to Illinois. We've done another number of cases on Illinois, and we're going back to Illinois. This case involves a third party I never heard of, and also it involves the Supreme Court. So think about this, friends. How are you preparing yourself in case your efforts lead to the Supreme Court? Your ballot access efforts might go up to the Supreme Court, or perhaps your other political activities might somehow get up to the Supreme Court. So how will you prepare for this? Some of us may want that. Some of us may crave that. Others may only do it if it's necessary. Whatever the case may be, how are we going to prepare for it? So what happened in this case? It says, quote, In these consolidated cases, we review a decision of the Supreme Court of Illinois barring petitioners in number 90.1126 petitioners from appearing under the name of the Herald Washington Party on the November 1990 ballot for Cook County officers. End quote. And then it continues. It says, quote, Under Illinois law, citizens organizing a new political party must canvass the electoral area in which they wish to field candidates and persuade voters to sign their nominating petitions. Organizers seeking to field candidates for statewide office must collect the signatures of 25,000 eligible voters. And if they wish to run candidates solely, for offices within a large political subdivision like Cook County, they need 25,000 signatures from the subdivision. If, however, the subdivision itself comprises large separate districts from which some of its officers are elected, party organizers seeking to fill such offices must collect 25,000 signatures from each district. If the organizers collect enough signatures to place their candidates on the ballot, their organization becomes a new political party under Illinois law, and if the party succeeds in gathering 5% of the vote in the next election and becomes an established political party, freed from the signature requirements. A political party that is not engaged in a statewide election, however, can be established only in a political subdivision where it has field candidates. End quote. That confuses us, does it not? 25,000 here, 25,000 here, 25,000 here, but this, but that. If you can figure that out, you are a smart person. Some would say this is evidence of the ballot access laws and how they restrict things. Other laws, as bad as they are, you can at least understand. But this one, you can't understand what's going on here. They also continue, they say, quote, The Herald Washington Party, HWP or Party, named after the late mayor of Chicago, has been established in the city of Chicago since 1989. Petitioners were the principal organizers of an effort to expand the party by establishing it in Cook County and as candidates for county office, they sought to run under the party name in the November 1990 elections, end quote. And then after another paragraph, it says, quote, because the party had previously engaged solely in Chicago municipal elections, petitioners were obliged to qualify as a new party in Cook County elections in order to run under the party name. 
Accordingly, 10-2 required them to obtain 25,000 nominating signatures in order to designate candidates for the at-large offices. And since petitioners wish to fill candidates for county board seats allocated to separate districts, they also had to collect 25,000 signatures from each district. Petitioners gathered 44,000 signatures of the city district component of their petition, but only 7,800 on the suburban component. End quote. So part of this, part of these passages here include the confusing laws we mentioned above. The Harold Washington Party is a party I never heard of. Like I mentioned on another podcast about Illinois, when I was looking under different states, Secretary of States, most of the states had maybe five or six third parties at the most. But Illinois had tons. A lot of them were confined to small areas of the state and some of them had geographical names like Canton's, Improved Canton Now. So this is a similar party. It's not one we've heard about on the national level. And this case discusses how the Harold Washington Party here was used in Chicago, in the city, and this party wants to use it elsewhere. So it's an issue of whether it's two different parties with the same name or the same party. Fortunately for our friends at the Harold Washington Party, the case mentions how the individual who did run in that area gave them permission to use it. So therefore, they should be clear to use the name and it shouldn't be an issue. But unfortunately, it is. Let's read what it says. It says, quote, The board rejected most of Reed's claims. First, it dismissed her condition that because there was already an established political party named the Harold Washington Party in the city of Chicago, petitioners could not run under that name for various county offices. Reed relied on the provision of the Illinois law that a new political party which petitioners sought to form shall not bear the same name as nor include the name of any established political party. The board, however, suggested that a literal reading of 10-5 would effectively forbid a political party established in one political subdivision to expand into others and held that the provision's true purpose was to prevent persons who are not affiliated with a party from latching on to the popular party name, thereby promoting voter confusion and denigrating party cohesiveness. The board found so no the board found no such dangers here as Timothy Evans, the only HWP candidate to run in Chicago's most recent municipal election, had authorized petitioners to use the party name. End quote. So you see, friends, the court recognizes the trouble of preventing this. In this situation, it's clear that the party is one unit and the individual in Chicago is granting permission. Now, there are cases where people would try to use the name as another party did. And that would be a problem. Maybe they're doing it to destroy the party or maybe they just like the name. We have seen political parties with 
the same names before. So such things happen. Whatever reason people want to use the same name, it can cause an issue if somebody else, especially in the same geographical area, is using that name. Sometimes I see political parties in different countries that are using the same name, and it's not an issue. I've come across, alliance, when I'm looking up the Alliance Party, I come across Alliance Party in places like Asia or Africa. But here, it's in the same area. So it can be an issue, but it doesn't pertain to this case because it appears to be one entity. So fortunately, the court is finding some of our friends' views valid. They have echoed what the Board of Elections has said in large part. As they say, quote, while the board bases answer this question on the determination that the city HWPS authorized petitioners to use the party name the state Supreme Court's order seems to exclude the very possibility of authorization reading the prohibition on use of the name of established political parties. So literally, as to bar candidates running in one political subdivision from ever using the name of a political party established only in another. End quote. Yes, that would be a problem. If you can't have a clear link, at least not clear enough for the courts, that one party in one area is the same party, then you've limited people's ability to do what they want to do. They also say, quote, this draconian construction of the statute would obviously foreclose the development of any political party lacking the resources to run a statewide campaign. End quote. The word draconian sticks out. This is a point that the court made. So sometimes the court can make points you wouldn't think of on your own that help your case. So I like that. Ultimately, they conclude as follows. The judgment of the state Supreme Court is affirmed in part and reversed in part, and the cases are remanded for further proceedings not inconsistent with this opinion. It is so ordered. End quote. This is one of those cases where our friends did not get everything they wanted, but they still got something. Sometimes you win them all, sometimes you don't in these cases. So obviously it's better to win some than none. And we applaud the Harold Washington Party for fighting. I wonder what the Harold Washington Party is like in their views. Did they just name their party after that individual? Or did they also incorporate that mayor's views into their platform? That would be interesting to find out. So friends, let this inspire us to keep fighting for ballot access. Long live third parties. Goodbye.